People thought it might be an earthquake out of Oklahoma. There was a lot of speculation. I can assure you that was just the sound of Andre Arlovsky and Josh Barnett fighting. I saw pictures, Raph. <laughs> they looked big, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is always easier from outside the cage. There are no giants outside the cage. Those people are only inside the <laughs> cage that are allowed to fight you. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph. How are you doing? So tired. You were you in Germany for the fights, or no. were you, you were just watching during the day? No. It's just it's fucking stupid to have them that early. And our good friend Sebastian uh, Vendel Martinez, he was there. And he didn't fuck him. up anything. Doesn't sound right. Yeah, I know. You lost a bet. You still need to give him his box of random nonsense. But two that's items. neither here nor there. I owe him a box of two items. But whatever. That's your weird deal that you've cut out with him. I guess what I'm saying to you is this, Kevin. When I look down at my clock and I say, what time is the UFC in the morning? And it tells me 845. It's not my most happiest moment or thoughts. In fact, it's usually the opposite. I'm not a morning person. So, yeah. All right. If I'm going to be up in the morning, I don't necessarily want to try and be funny. But for our fans, for you, Kevin, I did. You're a hero yeah, I know. for the kids, the fans, the me's, everybody <laughs> that was sleeping and or going about their normal lives while Germany hosted Giants. What happened? Barnett got this. You got to tell us what happened with Barnett. This is big. It's okay. been a huge week for grappling. The wave continues. Yes. Okay. Let's start with this. Josh Barnett and uh, Andre Olovsky come out. It's just swinging. It looks reminiscent of, I believe it was uh, Orlovsky and uh, was it Brown? God, now I'm starting to forget who it was. Was it Travis Brown who fought Orlovsky? The last one where they're just fucking swinging wildly. Yeah, um, I think that was the I can one of the more right now. So they come out and they're both getting staggered a little bit. I think Arlovsky gets tagged first, comes back up like thrillers back to life, starts trying to beat the shit off Josh. It looks like he's dropping him a little bit. The two Thriller of them to, He hit a beat. Mm -hmm. uh, they did fight. It was three or four fights ago. Yes. So the two of them scramble over to the cage and then there's some cage work. Um, it looks about exactly as you uh, would imagine. Shout out uh, to the cage crew once again. Yes. For Thank you very much. Like that's a, they're the unsung heroes. They don't get a lot of credit. They deserve it. And let's talk about this because I thought this was interesting. Is that Andre Olovsky is smaller than Josh Barnett by like thirty pounds. Now, having uh, just recently grappled with Kevin, I could relate to him because I am much smaller than Kevin. So I was like, man, that that's a tough gig. But the difference is he was able to maneuver the fuck out of him at the very beginning on that cage work <laughs> because when the two of them were there. Difference. It is. It was interesting. It was interesting to see him find a good way to neutralize it. On the, the floor, he was able to survive a first round, a second round where it looked a little dicey where uh, Barnett got to mount and I was starting to get nervous for him. Lo and behold, uh, we get to the end of the third and right about this time, I guess there's an eye poke that happens to Josh Barnett. He turns his back looking at the ref like, yo, you going to call this? And it looks like he's just kind of like the ref's going, nah, no big deal. So Josh Barnett turns around for his efforts, gets a punch straight to the face. It's a, it's a hard strike that he's taking from Andre Olovsky. So I saw that. I did see the – I saw the Instagram version. Okay. It and then how brutal. did you see that he was able to 
uh, take that. What did he do after he absorbed that shot? He ended up putting him in a Kimura grip, didn't he? Yes. Or as That's our friends in Catch Wrestling say, Crushing. double wrist lock control. Okay. Uh, sweeps him over. And then uh, essentially at this point, he was starting to work uh, from mount once he swept him over. Once he was working from mount, just kind of takes his back. And I mean, he's throwing punches in there. And don't get me wrong. It's one thing to have to deal with Josh Barnett as somebody who is grappling with you. But you add in striking. There are some who were saying that it looked like uh, Arlowski was just kind of giving up. But I think he also realized there was three minutes left in that round. You have a large man punching you who's very good at catch wrestling and don't give a fuck. So I don't know that he gave up as much as, you know, Josh Barnett's just kind of. I, I was going to say, and that's one of those things. It was like the uh, guy that was getting kicked in the ribs by Anthony Showtime Pettis, Oliveira. It's like everybody's a black belt until you can't breathe. Yeah. And then, like, Arlovsky can stand up and strike, and then suddenly you take a few shots, and it's like, oh, wait, let's go to the ground. Oh, fuck, what did I do? Like that, <laughs> That's pretty reasonable. That's very yeah. tough guy to fight. That, yeah. I, I always think about that mentally. It has to screw with you. It just oh, has yeah. to. To know you're fighting Josh Barnett, and he knows who Josh Barnett is. He knows what he's capable of. He knows what he loves doing. He's seen a mirror. He, he loves grappling. That's what that guy loves to do, and... You know, much like you don't want to stand with a seven-time Muay Thai champion, you don't want to go near a grappler's ground. It's fun. No. Oh, you got to some. Uh, was it as scale of one to Maya? Where was it? It wasn't Maya, but it wasn't terribly far off. Let's well, say maybe about a seven because the pressure looked really bad. Um, and once he got that rear naked choke, I mean. Let's say, you know, when your coaches are yelling, like, get under that chin, get a little bit more there. Yeah, like Josh Barnett didn't need any of that. You know, combine a pretty good underneath the chin with a good amount of strength and squeeze. I, at that point, Arlovsky was just like, yo, fuck this. So, a good fight. I enjoyed watching it. Got fight of the night. Good reason. Um, so, yeah, kudos to, to Josh Barnett. And I have to say, in the post-presser, he was um, – so, so complimentary of Andre Arlovsky to the point where he was saying, you know, it's not like he lost to a scrub. He and I have both been champions, heavyweight champions, no less. So it's not like he lost or this is the end for him. You know, he's a warrior and I have the utmost respect for him. But look at the whole division and making an example of it. He's like, he's got somebody who's one who we've lost to or I've beat this guy. And you look at that whole wacky division. He makes the point of saying – it's essentially anybody's division. And there are a few places that is more true than the heavyweight division in the UFC. So it was very nice to see him say all of those things. But yeah, good stuff. <laughs> Which is, uh, I, I'm ready. First of all, it means it's time for Barnett to go do a few grappling competitions while he recovers. Nope. Nope. Oh, oh, no. Okay. Nope. Have you ever seen footage of him grappling? Yes. Okay. Have you seen footage of him grappling at, you know, say your local competitions? No. Oh, you don't need to see those because what you need to understand is Josh Barnett will show up at one of your local tournaments. So if you're pretty good, maybe in the advanced division, you're like, let me go see if I can test myself. Maybe they don't have belts. I don't know. I don't know exactly how they work in all divisions, but I do know several people who back in like 2009, who if you watch those videos, you see him entering, you go, 
All right, who up? Uh, who am I up against? Oh, Josh Burnett. Cool, former champion of the uh, UFC. All right, well, I'm going to die. Yeah. See, I wanted him to fight at like EBI heavyweights or whatever. Whatever's next. EBI heavyweights would be fun. Gustafsson ekes out a decision against Ian Blackowicz. Gus Gus. He did great. Gus Gus just played it strategically. It wasn't exactly the most exciting fight to ever out. see. I don't have a clue. But it wasn't eked out. He he definitely won that pretty easily. Um, I think that he's at a place now where he's just trying to make sure he would get the win back and he played it smart. He basically went into his opponent's guard. He stayed there the entire time. He got rocked a couple times he in the first round. Up. He looked after his post fight. They did a they had a beer together and it's like that's awesome, but he looked yeah. like he got beat up. He did, and I think like, he, he just won? figured I just think he just figured why take more hits, why absorb more if you can just get in their guard and elbow them to death. And Honestly, as I was literally writing that on a tweet, he did exactly what I said. I was like, uh, if I'm if I'm Gustafsson, I'm basically going to try and pull what I call a reverse guard pull in MMA, which is force your opponent to essentially pull guard and then yeah. elbow them to death. <laughs> and uh, literally right I'm as familiar. I said that, he was just like, you go down, Gus Gus punch you now. No Gus punch. <laughs> Gus punch. That's pretty good. Let's trademark that. Gus punch. Um, I always love to see him back on. The, I like this. I don't care when they're like, "Do you want to fight John Jones?" Fuck you! It's like great answer. I don't <laughs> care. I'm over it. It's like, yay! That's a no, basically. <laughs> Ryan Bader mm-hmm. puts his knee through Queen Latifi, mm-hmm. uh, as you described it to me. Mm-hmm. Queen Latifi got rocked mm-hmm. later in a meme form. I saw that as well. Yeah, I, I love when memes catch up to what the bits that we were doing from 2013. But hey, it's fine. Hey, it's fine. Uh, Ilir Latifi, mm-hmm. his poor face. I know, man. His face is the big loser for UFC. And Bader, Bader was looking good. Um, it's hard to explain because I know we've talked about this. I know Joe Rogan went on this whole thing about Bader's uh, stand-up being so much better, and it has, and he really has gotten more of a crisp fighter mentality in him because he was explaining how he just stopped thinking about the belt and he just decided to go in there and have fun. Now, that's not to get confused with saying like, eh, if I win, I win or I lose, I lose. No, he just relied on wrestler mentality is what he's saying to the point where you get in a match, you find a way to win. So I thought that really did show in his place because, um, you know, he's got a tough division too. Like he's not, he's definitely not like Daniel Cormier level so, like, is number five as far as he can go? I don't know. But somebody mentioned there in the press room, and I couldn't tell who was doing this, because you had four people in that room between Arlovsky, Gus Gus, and uh, Josh Barnett, who all, when they responded, they said, who do you want to fight next? We're all like, oh, no, no, I don't care. <laughs> and Bader was doing the same. So that makes for no fun. So there's a reporter in there who decided to take the initiative and say, like, I don't know. Wouldn't you guys maybe like to see a fight between Rand Bader and uh, Alexander Gustafsson? And uh, much in the same way where Gus is like, I don't care. He was kind of the same way about that. But I'm not opposed to that either because you have the number two ranked in the division going up against the number five. I agree. Maybe he goes a little higher. But the division is kind of set for itself where it can't even decide if John Jones is coming back, if Daniel Cormier is going to fight there. 
who well, the fuck knows? Perhaps, to be fair, it's not the division that can't decide. It's the Nevada State Gaming Commission. <laughs> no, I think they have an idea of what's going on. I just think I don't know if we know what's ever going to happen between those things. Yeah. We don't know if the UFC is giving them shh money. Uh, if John Jones really did have some boner problems and that's what's the cause of this whole thing, who I, knows? I don't think any of us are that lucky. I don't think any of us are going to possibly get that type of satisfaction out of this. I think that's a good fight. Gustafsson versus Bader. That works. Especially while we've got the three-headed monster up top. between <laughs> Somebody's got to fight somebody. I still think we put them all three in a cage. I don't see who says it. who says no to that. I've seen been professing a triple threat match because it would go into the pro wrestling thing and uh, you know i've done my i've done my work what are two of them gonna work together halfway through that sounds interesting 100 (laughs) percent cormier and anthony rumble johnson are gonna be in cahoots and they're gonna take out john jones like let's do this for church undefeated record i mean if you count the no contest which really isn't a thing but uh, then when Daniel Cormier, because Daniel Cormier is a pro wrestling fan as well, and there's actually just a video of him where he was beating up some people. Like he used a pedigree on one of the guys at his gym, and it looked like today they got revenge on him, where there was like 20 people attacking him at once. And one of his uh, training partners has him in an armbar and is just like, "Nope, fuck you, dude. You stay here." While 19 other people are still attacking him. So very funny stuff. But yes, if that happens, my work here is done, people. Well. I am ready for it. Um, I'm especially ready for just to watch Rumble Johnson tackle somebody. I got to see it. I want it next. Nick Hine beats Ty Hune Bang. Always tough to see the Bang lose. What were uh, Ashley Evans-Smith? I saw. Great fight. She was vicious. Uh, Kev, you know how they talk about like ring position or octagon position, like knowing yeah, where you are in there and how important that plays to octagon you. Octagon control, sure. Not quite octagon control, but positioning. Like, let's say you're grappling on the ground, and uh, you know when you get close to the edge of the wall at your gym, people politely reset. Yes. Yeah, that wasn't the case here. Oh, she essentially no. got this girl over to the corner of the octagon in a perfect angle. Uses one of her arms to pin one down on her stomach while she's violently bringing an elbow down to her face multiple times. So that even if she is trying to defend herself, it looks like she's not. And believe me, she was able to take a cut straight to the cheek area that like cut through. If that is not giving you the perfect example of how much force was going into those blows. But them's vicious. So uh, Ashley Evans-Smith was getting... The best of the exchanges up top. I mean, her wrestling's amazing. And of course, she is uh, instructed by one of our good friends, Coach Casey, that is Casey Halstead of uh, the 10th Planet Jiu Jitsu fame. Las Vegas and Costa Mesa. And Buena Park. And one other one that I'm forgetting. I was like, yeah, it's a lot of them. I can always get two. He's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's driving between LA and Vegas. That's where you'll find Casey. Yep. Uh, on his way to a jiu jitsu class fantastic that they're having these fights in germany just yeah a little hard on the schedule but raf was there <laughs> it happens. And then he i wasn't out. there but i, I woke up and i got uh, in my head you were in germany which is you know, thank you right me and Bing alley i was uh just standing right next to uh, david hasselhoff and we were talking about how different it was since the wall came down it was a great time nay they were singing about how great it was <laughs> cool. 
If he starts humming, I can't not sing. Oh, you're legally obligated to do it, I believe. I believe that is law. Good choices, Kevin. Hey, everybody. So, as you know, it's a pay-per-view. When there's a pay-per-view, Kevin, what does that mathematically mean on our show? It's hard to remember specifically, mm. but I do know we're going to talk about what happened at the last UFC. Is that right? Nope. Nope. We've already done that. I got two strands of weed. Yeah. This week, ref, which was a great choice. It's hurting some short-term memory. It's time. It's We're going to do some over-under. Yeah. Before yeah. we go, can I know the names of the strains that you got? Because I feel like that's important for my, my edification on the show. Uh, I'll tell you, Wonder Woman is the first one. The second one's embarrassing <laughs> to say out loud. Less embarrassing than Wonder Woman? Less embarrassing. No, it's more embarrassing. Oh, okay. Peaches Kush. <laughs> <laughs> then how do they taste? Uh, it's good. It's earthy, but it's nice. So as Wonder Woman, is it because you get so high you feel like you're in the lasso of truth? <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, it is it is a sativa, so you, it is an up. Oh, okay. Good, good. Very good. Well, children, this is all very helpful for our information of Kevin. You know, Kevin, here's the important thing. This is a very big pay-per-view for those of us who are wrestling fans. Now, granted, Brock Lesnar, he's had a pedigree. You know, people enjoy him and That's they know that he's a big spectacle. Right. But there's somebody else who's going to be competing on this one who is huge to the pro wrestling world. Now, see, Kev, when that happens, I can't just bring on anybody to talk with you about this. I have to bring on a true bona fide. That's exactly who you could bring on is anybody. But okay. <laughs> How dare you? Because if CM Punk is fighting, I can just bring on anybody. Is that the idea that you have here, Kevin? That was what I was insinuating via clever metaphor. Well, yes. Not very clever, but I'll tell you this much, Kev. I am bringing on, and maybe this is going to be the subject of some resentment, but I am bringing on the other person I do a podcast with. That is my good friend, Mike Stallings. Mike, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Anybody, huh? <laughs> Kevin? I'm sorry. I was just Googling the Verbal Tap HR reps email. I didn't realize uh -huh. Raph was going into the company, Inc., as they say. <laughs> Welcome, Mike, from the other podcast. I assume that's the full name. Hold on. I'm Googling the, the opposite of Sativa. <laughs> Indica. If you're just. If Is that the other one you got? What? Hey. We can... Wow. It's going to be a, one of those podcasts, everybody. Mike, what do you have to say about Kevin's uh, choices for drugs? Are they good? Are they okay? I don't know. Yeah, they're amazing. I didn't know it was going to be like that. I thought it was on a different podcast. I thought we were talking about MMA. Me and Kevin could talk all day. I mean, I'm not here in Vegas. I'm wondering what I'm doing when all the magic happens over there in L.A. where you can just get that <laughs> sidetracked and then tell people that you have a strand of weed called Wonder Woman. No lie. I actually well, I have my window Denver, open right now. Colorado. And uh, I have my, my window open, and uh, I've already been hit up by a weed dealer outside my house. So, <laughs> How many times is that going to open up the conversation on how bad Superman versus Batman was? God damn it. It's so bad. Kev, you haven't even seen it, have you? No, I haven't, though. I did see the the... It's up in my queue 
It's Please go queue. watch it. We may have to make a, a special episode just to have you watch <laughs> it because, uh, you know, Henry Cavill is now training BJJ. Hey, we're, we're going to have Mike back on next week. I got time. Okay. I'll, I'll get that bitch in and we'll <laughs> have a rousing. Hey, everybody. <laughs> tune in next week <laughs> for a riveting conversation uh, about what I hope is at least, well, I hope it shows Ben Affleck's cock. I'm just going to say that. Stand uh, by it. Uh, if there's no Affleck cock, I'm going to be sorely disappointed. Uh, so, Kev, are, do, is there any resentment here? Do you feel there's odd talking to the other? Well, tell me about Heel it. Heel Section is the podcast I believe yeah. that you two do. I presume you named it after this moment is some <laughs> sort of serial-like predication to just cha-ching. Stab me right in the back on a Sunday. I mean, it would be the pro wrestling thing to do. However, Mikey is very knowledgeable about pro wrestling. Um, Mike actually, he knows so much about pro wrestling. I felt like it was important to give him a venue to speak his mind about things. Because here's the thing, Kevin. Pro wrestling happens every single week. UFC happens like most of the time. But rain or shine, there's always going to be an angle on Raw, SmackDown. There's like three or four different things that happen in a given week. So I guess the reason why I picked Mike is because he just watches more than you, Kev, and he cares. Well, I'm over two in those categories. It's true. <laughs> Mike, what is your earliest impression of Kevin right now? He's a good guy. I mean, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? He's a little high. It's good. I understand. I'm a little high too. I mean, I want to show my show my hand out like that. I guess we're on <laughs> different strands or whatever. Yeah. I'm not really big into the names. I mean, if I have a guy, I just assume that it would be good. I made the knowledgeable decision to go with him. I don't need to hear the strawberry would be the. What'd you say? Peaches is tush. <laughs> Uh, that's that's worse, actually. That does that does it a little. Kush, peaches, Kush, Kush, Kush. Yeah, yeah. that's what you're greeted with in Atlanta Kush. WrestleMania 27 weekend. Kush, oh. Kush, Kush, <laughs> Kush, Kush. Where, where are we? That's so amazing. I, you know, the best part about this is now I get to combine uh, two of my favorite things to watch: pro wrestling and uh, MMA. However, Mike, let's get to know a little bit more about you. Uh, I want to know where exactly pro wrestling and the fandom of it started for you. Like the deep cuts? Like really, yeah, deep cuts. Where did like it the, start? The deep cuts is my father's foster parents who live in a trail trailer park, which isn't really like too prevalent in Santa Barbara. So it's kind of like this weird thing. Um, they loved wrestling. My grandma, Jeannie, was... Pushing five bills, like, seriously overweight, had uh, pounded, like, big bottles of Pepsi, and she was married to a little skinny, like, farmer cross with Grandpa Henry, and they loved it, so they would just dump me off, like, go do little chores, and then we would just watch wrestling, and I've been watching since about WrestleMania 2. I mean, they were such fans that when uh, Hulk Hogan got his ribs crushed on the Brother Love Show by Earthquake... <laughs> My grandpa wrote the Hulk Hogan a letter, like a get well Hulk Hogan, like, dude, because kayfabe wasn't really broken back then. No. So this was like, he is, you know, he's probably going to go on vacation or shoot a Mr. Nanny or something. <laughs> so the WWE is such a cool, or WWF back then, such a cool company. They sent uh, like a type, typewritten letter with a stamped autograph and then an autographed picture of Hogan, which he kept on his table. Like, it was his pride and joy was 
Hulk Hogan read my letter and wrote me back. And I always found that kind of endearing, that kind of like connection. Mm. You know, I know at a young age, like these guys are sitting here taking all these bumps and they're not, they're not bruising. I mean, that kid hit me in the face in fourth grade. I was welted up for two days. It just didn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of understood that. But yeah, man, there's people doing it. So I kind of got it. But it was, it was just, just kind of gripping. It's kind of weird at such a young age. People doing that. I've always been fascinated with people that can take somebody's attention, like old Kevin over here. <laughs> How he just got my full attention immediately. Yeah. He's charming. I don't know about that. I bring a certain sense Listen of charisma. Listen to that bass. Yeah. What do they call in a boys to men? Tenor? Oh, here's the thing you need to know. And I'm glad you brought it up because oh. I wasn't going to bring it up, but now I'm mad. So I will. Kevin went to fucking Taste of. Colorado and didn't have the good faith to stick around and watch a free concert from boys to fucking men. Kevin, explain yourself. I don't have a good explanation. I feel a little bad, but it was late and I was tired. I got in a car wreck earlier this week. From Wonder Woman. You were tired from fucking Wonder Woman. You know, back in a car wreck? Blame who you want. Yeah, he was in a car wreck last week. We have to shoot him some slack on that one. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is it is crushingly stopping the arguments I was going to bring up. So I will stop there. But there's just no reason I didn't stick around to hear some of the hits. And yeah. I, I feel bad about that because you didn't even get to hear Boys and Men, ABC, BBD. And you could have stuck around for that, Kevin. I have East Coast family. Never skipped a beat. I Not honestly, even on South Street. I wanted them to make. I if I could have listened to "I'll Make Love to You," obviously. I yeah, back in school, they used to dream about this every day. He has the perfect voice for an all the Phillies. <laughs> we were at the end of the road. Say it, and all the Phillies takes you can eat. Yeah. <laughs> I, Kev, do you know that line? Do you know? Uh, no. He was the dude who everybody wanted to be in Boys to Men. First of all, he had a cane. Okay. Second of all, he was the guy who got like, I mean, you know how rappers get bars, like moments that they can do a guest appearance. So they're like, oh, I'm going to drop 16 bars. This fool had 64 bars worth of spoken words directly to your lady. Now, here's the thing. I was always a Jodeci guy, so that's fine. But this dude, when he would literally get on the phone or get on the microphone, he'd just be like, girl, I don't know what I did, but you just did wrong. And I know I did wrong, too. But you should just come back to me. Just come back to me. And that was the guy everybody fucking wanted to be. So you could have stuck around for that. Although I don't think he tours with them either. So it's not like you were missing him. But anyway, that's not the point. Before we go any further, Mike, I'll ask you this. You know, I love the idea that you you got into it because you had a family that was into it. You yourself uh, were able to figure out things very quickly in terms of the fantasticality of professional wrestling in terms of its reality. But what made it stick for you? Because I also understand getting that connection from the dubs. You can say many things about them, but they are good about outreach to their fans. So what has kept you a fan for all these years? It's fun. You know, you get, as a kid, you get stuck on the network. or It's getting bundled up with the cartoons. You kind of put it in that you know, whole superhero genre. You know, they are here. Oh, they're real-life superheroes. You know what I mean? These are heroes like the Ultimate Warrior and stuff. Everybody, when you're a kid, you watch wrestling, you love the Ultimate Warrior. That was just like, you know, Superman and Batman to you. But 
I was just been fascinated with how it grips 15,000 people who all say suck it at once. You know what I mean? It's like a Pied Piper aspect to it. So I just kind of was always fascinated by the whole rock concert and the whole Shakespearean aspect of them just really acting out some gymnastics play that people were paid a lot of attention to. And sometimes they fucked up. Sometimes they started bleeding all over the place. People got hurt. You know what I mean? It was such a frenetic thing. And that's why I think people love UFC because that's more, that's more common. I mean, I did a lot of studying for this. You know, I just want to, I want to take a moment because you're, you're essentially cutting a heel promo in the form of a face promo right now. You literally just did the equivalent of it's great to be here in New York. I mean, you guys love UFC. I'm just saying, you know, right it's here. a great sport. Right I'm here. Verbal tap. Verbal tap. Don't think I don't see right through it. Kev, you need to admit to Mike right here and right now your true feelings of how you actually feel about professional wrestling. Not interested. Uh, don't find it fascinating. Watched it for a few months in adolescence. Got in a little bit of trouble for it. Never came back to it. Trouble? Parents... Mother didn't want me watching it. She was she was adamant. Do you and do you train, bro? Perfect <laughs> 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 question, Kev. <laughs> I do a little yoga. Is that what you're asking? But, no. Do you get punched in the head ever? I mean, are your parents okay with you getting punched in the head but not watching wrestling? No, I would not say they're super stoked that I've chosen. Well, I, they enjoy it. Whatever. They're. I'm an adult. I'm baked now. They they stopped. They stopped caring a while ago. <laughs> it was a sign of the times kind of thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think Absolutely. it was more like, uh, hey, you know, I don't need you getting into this. Might have been maybe there were too many hobbies. You never know parents' reasons. But, the nice yeah. part about this though, Kev, is the fact that I feel they got you to the finish line that was high school, and they're like, "You're done." They just they shipped me off to K State, and we're just like, "Woo!" What were the oh, odds? 18, 18 and out. Yeah. Yeah. No, they let me stick around too long. But here's the thing, though, Mike. You have to understand this, Kev. When he watches it, though, he gets it. Oh yeah, and I think the superhero thing is a really good. Ad- analogy it just it does have that weekly flash to it and becomes something you just buy into as a narrative so i'm in like you know absolutely they escape with it you know what i mean and raf being the big funny guy that he is i I love stand-up comedy too and you sit there and watch these guys speak in front of you know ten thousand people and fall on their ass yeah you know you know when shit's live shit's live Gotta break down. Always yeah, respect the words. Yeah, I do like that about Perfect. Well, that's the whole thing is this is why I find shit. it so great, though, Kev, is because when you watch Kevin enjoy somebody like a Chael Sonnen, and then you're me or Mike, you look at it and you go, I know those lines. I could recite them with you, too. Thanks, yeah, that's that's Razor right. Ramon. <laughs> yeah, with the whole level. Yeah, I. You get sucked away. It's like Andrew Dice Clay. You know what's in the bowl? Everybody pop for that. You know what I mean? You wait, even though you want to hear new, innovative stuff. You want to you want to yell with everybody. You know, I saw that on TV, dude. I can't wait to get there so we can just yell our balls off just <laughs> once. Put our arms up with Stone Cold. Or, you know what I mean? Or Olay. Even with Conor McGregor, man, they fly how far? How many percentage of the tickets were from straight from Ireland? You know, coming over just to Olay. I mean, come on, man. I would like to say this. For Conor McGregor, I'd like to see the amount of uh, paid tickets to people who snuck in themselves 
as leprechauns. You're just so with their fans and friends. The Irish on this podcast, it's hard to stand. Am I? Yeah. Am I? Yeah. Just aggressive. That's still a thing. Well, it is in Raph's mind. You know, it's <laughs> it's still the wounds. Are yeah, Kev, I was definitely me and my my ancestors. We were here telling them, "You get, you get out of this country." <laughs> That's exactly what happened. You there. either learn our language the way we say it, or you leave. <laughs> uh, well, I think that was a good introduction to both gentlemen. I think it's time we play the game. Let's play over under Kevin. everybody welcome to the segment of the show that we call over under kevin it is our way of previewing a pay-per-view without actually previewing it so uh the thing that we like doing on the show is we give each person 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win we go all the way throughout the card however we do so at random i give each participant 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win and if i still feel it they get 15 seconds of rebuttal time the important thing is guys we go out of best of the entire card. So that means whoever gets the most picks right wins. There is a small wager at the very end. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But uh, do you both understand the rules? Mike, do you understand the rules? Yes. Okay. Kev, do you? Every week I try a little <laughs> Named after him. It is named after him, but you'd be surprised the amount of stuff Kevin does. This is America. That doesn't mean I have to understand how it works. <laughs> Kevin's the only person who takes the aggro on. Kevin's an idiot, and let me uphold that real quick. That's a t-shirt. You think George Bush, the former president, knows how to use his library? Fuck no. Wow. He's not taking his name off it. He doesn't know the Dewey Decimal System. I'm always getting super controversial on here, Kevin. For all of those 10 people who enjoy George W. Bush on this uh He was still president, side. and he's responsible for ISIS. Go on, Raph. All right. Well, according to Donald Trump, uh, I believe President Barack Obama was responsible for ISIS, but that's another podcast. He was the founder time. of it. It's hard to re- If he was the founder, he could stop it. You listen here. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's the founder. He's the CEO. He's like the men's warehouse of ISIS. I know it. They built a wall. It didn't work. Didn't work. All right. Well, no let's do this. No <laughs> Mike and true wrestling fan form has started to chant over on the side. All right, guys. I'm ready to go. Kevin, before you start, do you have any anything that you'd like to say to Mike before we get going? Yeah. I'm really jealous of some of the female MMA fighters' hairstyles on this card. Suck it. Okay. Mike, your response. He stole my line, dude. What do you want with that? Dude? I was thinking the same exact thing. This is a hard thing to keep up with, Raph. Can we just play the game? We can, apparently, especially with lines like that. Let's go ahead and start with this. Kev, you got 50 seconds on the clock. <laughs> it's a lightweight fight between Nick Lentz and Michael McBide. Go. Uh, bad news for hmm. Michael McBide. Nick Lentz has a man bun. As you know, I previously had a man bun. Did. Thus, I select him. That's how it works. Thus, I select him. All right. Thanks, Kev. Let's go. 15 for Mike. Yeah, you just said it. The greatest name in the game, Michael McBide. I mean, that just rolls off the tongue all day. If I just look at a card, I'm going to go, you know, look at the board at the Riviera all day. What's he favored? It doesn't matter. You got the same name. I don't What did you say? Man bun? 
He did. He was going off of man buns. Kev, have you lost your power since you cut off your man bun? Yeah. I lost a lot of power sexually <laughs> as mm. a grappler. Mm. Uh, just the way people look at me. Mm. How long did it come down when you let it out? To my shoulders. It's beautiful. Kev, I have to ask, Very how many blonde. times did you like do the like whip of the hair in the water oh, when you had it? Two. Way too many to count, Rav. Let me stop you there. Okay. Me, I, when wasn't I doing it? I can't believe there aren't more pictures. I kept asking people to take them. None. Drink it all in, man. Mm-hmm. Drink it all in, man. Hey, Mikey, if uh, Kev was supposed to be a pro wrestler, who would he be? Baron Corbin. <laughs> Kev, do me a favor. Go uh, type in Baron Corbin while I get uh, the next fight pick going. And Mikey, you're going to lead us off on this one. It's a welterweight bout between Yancey Medeiros and Sean Spencer. I'm picking Sean Spencer all day simply for the fact I don't, I can't repeat the second guy's name. Um, I don't know anything about this, Raph. I want to just beat Kevin at okay. his own game. Okay. And- I think that uh, might be a safe bet at this point. Not statistically hard. Kevin, what do you got for us? 15 seconds. Well, as a jiu-jitsu Aka, I have to choose Yancey Medeiros, who is a fan of the martial arts and has the most fierce tattoos in this match. And Raph, mm-hmm. best abs. Okay, that was important. Uh, Mike, you actually have tattoos. Kevin does not. How much do tattoos play in your ability to fight? It's a, it's a confidence builder for sure. I'm sure it gets people in more fights, you know what I mean, because they think they're tough because they have tattoos. It gets people in more fights. For sure. For sure. Shirt off. You got a stomach tattoo. Absolutely. I have a stomach tattoo. I don't I don't get in many fights, but yeah, man, look, look at that. We should uh, we should definitely do a statistical study of tattoos to amounts of fights in. I think it's going to be shocking, Raph. I really yeah. do. I think he's on to something. He's not wrong. <laughs> For sure, a, a, new, a boost of confidence. Yeah, like no doubt. Yeah, testo- it's a testosterone indicator too, I feel like. Uh, Kevin, have you looked up the fighter yet, uh, yeah. Baron Corbin? Yeah. And your thoughts? Uh, strong tribal tattoo game. Mm-hmm. Looks great, wet, and I do enjoy his hair. But uh, overall, I don't know. Not impressed. Not not wildly impressed. What do you think about his abs? You know, that's the part where I'm like, uh, he's <laughs> hey, that guy's eating. He's eating whatever he wants he to eating. when he goes home. He's <laughs> like, oh, should man, I have a cheesesteak? Yeah. <laughs> do you feel he's on? Is he accurate, Mike? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, that's him. That it's is Kevin right? smoking the the peaches kush. Kevin, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you couldn't even get the peaches and cream kush. You just had to get the there, peaches. There wasn't an option, cream. Raph. I asked. They have a apostrophe. <laughs> not, like not an idiot. <laughs> I did peaches say peaches kush. Bring somebody? the peaches and cream kush, and he said, "Don't have it. Sorry, just the peaches." Right. Where the apostrophe is plays a big part in this. And it's I also cheap. thought. I could get the cream cushion and mix them. They didn't have any. Well, you're a fool. Let's go to a bantamweight fight between Uriah Faber and Jimmy Rivera. Kevin, 15 seconds, please. I think El Terror, or Spanish for the terror, <laughs> is going to lose this fight to the California kid because I think he's been set up for a retirement bow. Taking Uriah. Wow. All right, Mike, what do you got for us? The little Yeah, this guy... <clears throat> It was on this huge win streak, apparently, the little that I know. 
Um, it seems like Uriah has been kind of a whipping boy for a second. I mean, he was hot back, you know, when I was kind of paying attention, but he hasn't done much since. So I'm going. With You're going Rivera? Rivera? At Rivera, yeah. Okay. That was on what, like a 16 win streak, 16 match win streak at one point. Okay. He's 19 okay. and one. Right. He's very good. Am he's I from, right? He's from New Jersey, so he has everything to fight for. <laughs> yeah, and Rev favors him. He's he's rich. He don't care. I mean, he cares. You know what I mean? Uh, he's not hungry though. No, he's not hungry. <laughs> like yeah. not, he's not Baron Corbin. He's not. <laughs> he's, not. he's not Jimmy Rivera. He's not Baron Corbin. He's not me. Ten minutes before this podcast. Not at all, Kev. If uh, you were to pick a wrestler from Mike based on your limited knowledge of pro wrestlers, who would he be? Oh God, uh, you're gonna have to let me look up. Don't fucking names. let me down. This is <laughs> reflecting bad upon me. It makes it look as if I haven't taught you anything on this fucking Three podcast. Wrestlers at this point. <laughs> Jesus. Uh based off of his overall gristle. Mm-hmm. And just his genuine sort of happy proudness with a touch of middle America poverty. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with John Cena. Oh my God, you nailed it with that middle America poverty. <laughs> <laughs> the people live at the bottom of the hill, sir. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's still a, it's still a hill. You tatted it up. <laughs> yeah. I have to understand this because Kevin poverty, basically called you. Uh, John Cena, which I think is impossible because he can't see you. So, Mike, your response? I can't see him either right now. I know. That's kind of what the joke was doing. Let's go to our next one, Mike. It's a heavyweight fight between your new favorite fighter, Fabricio Verdum and Travis Brown. Goo? Verdum all day. That guy just, man, that guy just pushes. And from what I saw, the way he handled Velasquez and the way Brown matched up against Velasquez, it, I kind of feel like it's a no-brainer. I feel like this is just a build-up match at this point. That guy leaves himself too open. Brown leaves himself too open from what I saw in my little binge. All right. Look at that. Some real analysis. Kev, what do you got for us? 15. Yeah. Real analysis is banned on this podcast. I thought that was in the rules. Maybe I haven't been listening. I'm going to take Travis Brown. Also has a lot to fight for here. A lot to fight for. Can you name some of it? Well, it's in Ohio, so he wants to presumably get out of there. I don't think that happens if he loses. I think they just leave him. The UFC's like, sorry. So he's he's got a... Fabrizio didn't look great. It's in Ohio. It's not in Brazil. Mike, what if like, I were to... No, go ahead. He, he kind of reminds me of if Fred Armisen got just like jacked <laughs> real quick. Got like a haircut and lost of glasses. Fabrizio Verdu. Yeah, look, just reminded me of Fred Armstrong. <laughs> got jacked and lost the glasses. Lost the gla- yeah, and just got took up MMA. Why not? That would first of all, I want to see that sketch. Second, yeah, I can see that the sort of similar head look. Yeah, but Ken, let's let's can't. talk about this though because this is important to bring up. They fought each other before. Yes, and how did it go? I'm a little nervous now that you mentioned. First of all, Fabrizio Verdum. I think he knocked him out, didn't he? Nope. Decision. You know, yeah, it's a decision. Oh. Well, then I feel a little. I thought it was a knockout. I thought it was a third. I feel okay. Travis Brown is desperate. Travis Brown is streaky good. He wins one out of every four. He's lost a few in a row. What streaky good is not a thing? Streaky good is a thing in MMA. No. When Travis Brown wins 
and we're back here next week. Listen. I want you to both say streaky good is a real thing. Kevin was right. First of all, streaky, streaky good. good is a ridiculous moniker. Where did you come up with that from, Kevin? I'm. It's the thesis of my life. Okay. <laughs> streaky. Yeah, works in poker. Streaky good. Do you say streaky good in poker, Mike? I know you're a big poker guy. No. Like that in poker? Are you kidding me? What are you talking? Hey, which brings me to a point. Can we? Can I? I'm going to write this petition to stop the use of the word starching in your point. What is that? Somebody getting starched? Why is this word being thrown around everywhere I go now? With when I'm looking at MMA, Kevin, starching? Yeah, this guy got starched. He's absolutely just starches them. It's like, what is? What is this, like the new Repug? What the hell is that? Can't help. Unfamiliar with that vernacular. Oh, my God. Is me? That's even worse. I hope <laughs> it pops up in your life like it's been in my Carbs life. Carbs up? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mike is just trying to take out his anger. And he's like, you know, another thing that really ticks me off? These kids who are dabbing. I don't understand. What's a dab? Yeah, what is this Pokemon Go shit anyway? <laughs> You secretly love that. That's fine. I know that for sure. Kev, we're going to go to you on this next fight. It's a lightweight fight between Dammer, Hasvigik, and Yusuke Kesha. There's, you're over too, but I'm obviously going to go with the Bosnian warrior, Demir Hadzovic. Thank God. <laughs> Why is that, Mike? The greatest name. What, say the second name again. Yusashi Kesha? Yeah, it's Kesha. It's the pop artist Kesha. Of course, everybody knows that. Does he spell it with a dollar sign? Absolutely. It has to. Unless you're in a lawsuit, then you lose the dollar sign. Both Yasuki and Kasuya, it is a dollar sign. Could she sue for that? Uh, I hope she does. Could she, though, legally? If he did that, if you. (laughs) I don't. She can't seem to get away from her sexual assaulter legally, so I don't think that's going to work. No, no let her have dollar sign. Alleged. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think whenever we get to the uh, sexual assault jokes, hashtag we should... feminism, Raph. I, that was an absolutely. Update. Thank you. Thank you. Don't stop. Light heavyweight. This one, Mikey, you're leading us off. CB Dalloway versus Francimar Barrasco, Donnie Barrasco. That's his nickname. Nope. I just gave it to him. Oh, man, that was a tough sell, dude. I yeah. can think about now. You, I mean, I love when people just start to catch on on how I do these names, but go for it. 15. No, I thought you were being legit. That's not... First of all, I'm always too legit. But second of all, make your pick. You came on Donnie a comedy Bra- podcast and you were like, where's the seriousness? <laughs> no, you guys, when I was trying to get all... Because yeah, I agree. 15 to one, it's on a 15 to 1 streak, and you're just like, yeah, no. Sleepy kid, though. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you ran well, out of time. So, what's your pick on this one? Donnie Brasco. Donnie Brasco. All right, Francimar. It's a tough pick. Kev, what do you got for us? He's riding a lot of win streaks, and okay. I love that. But I'm taking the veteran. On this card, CB Hips Dalloway, also not his nickname, Mike, before you get upset. I have a feeling about this one. Down on the early prelims, that's going to piss him off. Okay. All right. Mike, do you have any response to any of that? I mean, it seemed like Kevin was starting to 
not get under your skin, but I think he's trying to play you psychologically. No, I'm just starting. I'm just starting to get it. Mm. You know, mm. it, that's good. It's good that one of you started to get how this game works. I still like Kevin. I think one of the punishment that he should ha- take me out with his hair down. Oh, you cut it off! Damn it! <laughs> it's, it's not a punishment, Mike. That's a different podcast. <laughs> There's a bet made. Uh, that's an important distinction. We'll discuss the bet in a few a few more picks. Kev, what do you have to say in response to all of that? Uh, we should really talk about the hips on CB Dalloway. This, the photographer for the UFC.com has mm-hmm. got to have a talk with a few of our friends. Mm-hmm. What's the, the problem angles. with the hips, though, Kev? It's just the angles and the white in the shorts. It looks like he's, to- he like he's bottom-heavy, like he's got mom UFC shorts on. It's not cool. It's the equivalent of UFC fighter mom jeans? Yes. Okay. Bad angles. I didn't know that was such a problem. I guess not. What was the fight I watched last night? The Orlovsky versus... Uh, Barnett. Yeah, he's a real looker, too. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're going to move on because we know those people. Hey, Kev. I'm going to put 20 seconds on the clock for this very important bout. CM Punk versus Mickey Gall, go. Yeah, I don't even need that much time. I'm taking Mickey Gall because he's fought before. And (gasps) if this were any sort of production or pride game or just general acting skill, I would choose his opponent. But it's fighting. Mickey Gall is the choice. And it wasn't that hard. Wow. You know what? Mike Stallings, I am giving you 25 seconds Oh, to respond to that. Yeah, not only because I'm the biggest CM Punk mark ever, but, I mean, it's the UFC. This is, of course, they've, they've written this out already. You know what I mean? It's, it's predetermined. Whoa, 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 whoa. I know. Are you saying this is a work? It, it's an absolute work. You heard it here first <laughs> on Verbal <laughs> Tap Podcast with your boy. There's too much... Give me, wow. Mickey Gall doesn't get a show, four part show. You know what I mean? <laughs> what is that? They showed him for like five fucking seconds. He's getting a whole show. They have way too much money. I got to take watch CM Punk taking a shower in HD four <laughs> times, and they're gonna he's gonna lose after that. Are you kidding me? Build up his dog like that? I'm gonna break our hearts with that. No way. This is Overeem Brock all over again. Oh, give me that behind the music before the fight on Spike because I li- I'm a big John Taffer fan. Yeah, you know what I mean like bad tattoos. So I watch the Overeem Lesnar behind the music. I'm watching it halfway through. I'm going, yeah, Overeem's winning. Lesnar's on his way out. The way they're writing this is it's just spectacular. There's no other finish. It doesn't make any sense. So yeah, C M Punk. He writes comic books. Come on, man. <laughs> That's a pretty sound arguments there. Kevin, is the UFC a work? Has there ever been a UFC fight that you thought is a work? Let's start there. I've certainly felt like things have gone a specific way mm-hmm. when evidence pointed to the contrary. Or fighters certain... Mm, a little bit. Not really. No. Mm-hmm. Not much. No. 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 It's all real. Not at all. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's very real. Mike, I have to ask you this because this is super important to me. Have you considered the possibility that he loses? And are you prepared for that? Absolutely. Okay. 
Yeah, he's never been in a fight before. Like I was listening to Rogan. He's never been in a karate tournament. He's never been, you know, in the jujitsu. He's never been in any facet of it. Granted, he's getting trained by what seems like, from what I heard, like one of the best camps you could possibly train with some of the best trainers. But mm-hmm. you know, it's a whole different, a whole different feel. I, from what I understand, is when the fight's gonna fucking really go down. You know what I mean? Like when you're thick of it. All Are you nervous stuff. for him? No. Okay. What does it matter? The guy's rich. <laughs> <laughs> He's married to AJ. Yeah. He's getting a ton of exposure. He's has nothing to lose. Hell, fuck yeah, absolutely. What else is the guy doing? Living like the best retirement camp ever. What's next? He wants to be. They're gonna, gonna let him be Tebow. You're gonna let him try out for the Dodgers <laughs> or something, the Cubs. <laughs> I hope so. I hope he goes down the line Absolutely. of every sport. Kevin Costner, hey. fucking uh, Garth Brooks, do it. You know what's funny, though? Don't forget, Brock Lesnar failed in the NFL and then failed his way up to the UFC. Yeah, but Sam Punk didn't fail. See, that's the thing that I like about this is I think Sam Punk's a better talker mm. and Mickey Gall's a better fighter. You know what I mean? They have the, the pole opposites on on that extent, which Punk has to carry the load for the interviews. I was listening to that media mm. thing. It was like, they're asking him all the questions, a lot more charismatic. But yeah, Gall just seems like he's like, I don't give a fuck about that. I'm going to go kill this guy. <laughs> Do you which feel like lot- CM selling it? That That's my biggest pause. I didn't feel like he's talking very good shit. I feel like every time he talks, it's just like, you know, MMA is hard. And it's like every time he leads off with MMA is hard, I get a little bit more nervous he knows what's gonna happen dude you're this is gonna make you really mad right now kevin but you do i don't think you're trying but you do a spot-on cm punk impersonation your voice sounds dead like him <laughs> were you trying it's uh, really good maybe it was the one you know raps got the trump dude you got you're onto something dude <laughs> the raps <laughs> got the trump is definitely gonna be the new phrase of this podcast uh i don't know enough about cm punk's voice no, you sound like him right too. now. My God. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's selling it. That's, That's his great. job. It's it's got it's gonna have how many more buys, Raph, do you think it's gonna garner out of just sheer people that watch wrestling and can give two shits about MMA yeah. but are gonna buy it anyway? We'll how never many? know. But if I were to A guess lot. just based on numbers, I Probably. would say about two hundred thousand buys because uh, let's face it. Nobody wants to see a card like this, let alone a card like this in Ohio. So whatever draw what it is, it's going to be him. Well, every I mean, time I want to get excited about this fight, I, I was like, oh, I'm worried Verdum's going to be on steroids or Overeem will. And I was like, oh, no, it's in the United States. Oh, no, it's in Ohio. It's such a WWE card. It's in the champion's hometown. It's a WWE card. Yeah, they're building the last. I felt like I told you. I felt like I've been watching the same five guys fight each other when I'm looking these guys up. You know what I mean? It just seems like it's going to be uh, Verdum. Oh, they're writing Verdum Overeem. Like the way it's kind of stacked is to build the only question mark really seems to be CM Punk. That's like, so great. Like they're setting up. Their title man. Do you like, think that Verdum's gonna get like a money in the bank and cash in like after CM retains? Why would that be a bad thing? <laughs> well, uh, maybe a, a couple uh, fight commissions might say like, "Well, it's probably not the best idea," and we've only sanctioned them for five rounds. But you do you, UFC. Like fucking Nick Diaz wouldn't be out there going, or Nate Diaz wouldn't be out there going, "Yeah, come on, let's go. I'm fucking down. Let's do this. I want to prove that money in the bank, my ass." <laughs> Uh, Kev, before we go any further, have you considered the possibility CM Punk wins? 
No. At all? Nope. None. Okay. Zero. Because <clears throat> I, I, I want to bring up a fact that may change your mind. Go for it. Because somebody was looking it. at our, our good friend Dan Hubler or Hubler was uh, looking at the betting lines, and he was saying he's like, "Man, look at the the odds. The odds are so bad on CM Punk, but not the worst." Do I place the bet? Kind of a thing. And I decided to chime in, and I presented a line of information that nobody had brought up, and he was trying to fight me about it, but I'm right on it, and I'll tell you why. Let me know if this changes your mind. CM Punk has a submission victory over The Undertaker on his resume. Awesome. Does that change any information for you? No. Do you know the only other person to submit The Undertaker? Brock Lesnar. Yep. Yes, I do. Because of that crying meme. (laughs) That was amazing. (laughs) So I guess what I'm telling you, Kevin, is... You mean to tell me – somebody actually said – I think Dan actually said it. Uh, Hubler said that has to go on his tail of the tape bullet points. Oh, God. It should. I, I do completely agree with that. I think it bears no, once again, sad reality in what's going to happen <laughs> on Saturday night. But I think it should definitely be mentioned. 100%. Well, was it the Kimura? Did, would that change anything if it was the Kimura? <laughs> well, uh, for CM Punk, if CM Punk breaks out the Anaconda device, I will legit lose my shit at my viewing party. I tell you what, guys. I was just going to say, I was like, if he Kimura's Mickey Gall, yes, it's back in play. It counts then. Oh, shut up. Wow. I have no caveat. No, yeah, you're putting a caveat. So now what's the percent? Two percent that it went? No, it's still Like zero. you thought about it. I'm really proud of you right now. Okay. Throwing out some. Hey, and uh, again, I'm going to go one more question before we go. Mikey, does he walk out to uh, Cult of Personality? No. No? UFC doesn't want to pay that money. Hmm. That would be the saddest Oh, that's going to be – that's so close to what they're trying not to do. If you don't believe that the crossover is trying to happen, which I believe the opposite. Well, then what is he going to walk out to? Because I feel that's become a signature song. The dubs bought it. Why not? Whatever How much do you think that, but like that song even costs now that it's twenty years old? Oh God, it's thirty. Public space. Oh God, I've seen my life flash before my eyes. It's thirty <laughs> years old. All right, let's move on. <sighs> Kevin, some, some shitty Blackhawks theme, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, Kevin, I'm going to have Mikey start off on this one. It's a women's strawweight fight between Jessica Andrade and Joanne Calderwood. Go, Joanne Calderwood. Yeah, all day. All day. A hundred percent. The other girl's name is Jessica. My sister's name is Jessica. I've never met a Jessica that didn't, does not deserve to get hit at some point. The sass. This girl needs to be taught a lesson real quick. Her parents, too. <laughs> Kevin? I'm a little nervous because Joanne has the, or JoJo, has the haircut I was talking about being envious of. But I'm going to choose Jessica Andrade. I'm going to trust the rankings. I'm going to trust Brazil over Scotland. Okay. So uh, let me let me ask something real quick. Go ahead. Does she just have like a? Is it like a bun that she's sporting? No, no, no. This is a shaved on like forty to sixty percent of the head with a long hair in the top, like twenty to forty. Oh, like a misfits devil lock. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. I yeah, oh, sounds God. right. It's cool. 
Do you live in LA? I live in Denver, Colorado. You're excused. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Um, well, if that is the case, though, uh, Kev, do you think that Mike's working through some issues just because he's got a sister named Jessica? It it did sound like maybe his is that clouding his judgment influenced his decision here. Whatever clouding. Whatever, Raph. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know what? I'll give you 10 seconds to respond. What? No, I don't, I'm not playing your games anymore, okay? You've done this to me too long. I'm just not. <laughs> Anyways, next question. Can we do this, funny man? Like, enough. Wow. Kev, what are we doing later? This is the funniest. Just don't touch my stuff, all right? I will. I won't touch your stuff. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be smoking weed and going to bed, but we can, Absolutely. We can chat it out. Kev, it's a flyweight fight between Ian McCall and Ray Borg. Well, who do you have? Uncle Creepy is still pissed off from the weight miss of whoever the H that was at oh, 202. Is that what you're supposed to fight? Let's keep going. McCall. Uncle Creepy. Okay. Mikey? Ray Borg? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, that sounds like an actor. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, that's a strong name. You want to hear his nickname? Mm-hmm. The Taz Mexican Devil. Hecho <laughs> N. Awesome. The Taz Mexican Devil. What a great force justify if I've ever heard of one. Like, you know, he's good. He's like a Tasmanian devil, but how do I also bring up the fact that he's Mexican? Got it. How is that not the how is that not the state flag at this point? <laughs> Tasmanian devil. It's just like the Tasmanian devils being fucking out of control. Don't worry, guys. I think it's more culturally inclusive than our current national flag. Sure. But mm-hmm. also, Donald Trump is going to get on it and go, you know, there's a lot. I hear a lot of things about these Taz Mexican devils. I hear a lot of stuff about it. We need to build a wall around it. Put a flag up that says no more. Put them up. Oh, he's going to commission Ed Hardy to do the fucking flag. And then it's all over. <laughs> fucking all over. <laughs> That's great. Um, Mikey, have you go on this one. Uh, women's bantamweight fight. Jessica I versus Beche Correa. What did I tell you? I don't know. What's the girl? What was the first girl's name? Well, the first one was I. Jessica. Yeah, God, these are ass beat, dude. I'm sick. I'm fucking tired of these kids. <laughs> so you hope that Beche beats Jessica? I. And she needs a bleed at least. <laughs> she needs the bleed. She needs to do a blade yeah. job on three. I'm getting great mad. news. Okay. We agree on this one. Yeah, I'm also siding with the pit bull, Beskrea. Kev, do you think that Beche is this the first time we've seen her in a while since the yes. Ronda thing? Yes, it is. Uh oh. Yeah. Do you think that's going to play into it? Because I feel like she's the type who got beat by Ronda so badly that whoever she fights next, yikes! I can't say for sure, but I feel like she's coming back because she's hungry. So that's not like an insider scoop. This is purely a feeling, mm-hmm. and it's a strong one, though, Raph. It's mm-hmm. a very strong one. The pit bull, and. A little nervous about Jessica, the evil eye, after mm-hmm. our uh, last outing. Just, you know. Okay. Who was her last outing? I just looked this up. Hold on. She lost uh, Sarah McMahon. There we go. Just wanted to make sure you knew what you were talking about. Um, Mike, could you fathom a world where you go for a Jessica and like you root for them? No. All right. Well, let's no, move on. Just, Ooh, she's lost to 
A few people. Yeah, who, Kevin? She lost to Juliana Pena. Mm-hmm. She lost to Misha Tate. Correct. She beat Leslie Smith, so we can stop there. Okay. None of them, none of them have a better hairstyle than your last one? They all have. I, better is a different category. The category I was talking about was envious of and wanted. So it's <laughs> a little different. So it's always important to me to tell people because, you know, when people are new to our sport, Kevin, they don't see all of the memes that we ingest. But, uh, Mike, do you have like a – you have your cell phone on you or like a way to look at the internet real quick? Yeah. Okay. Um, I want you to take a look at Beche Correa on the internet. And um, we're going to have you do a fun experiment while I explain the rules of the bet. We usually defer to the guest if they have an idea for a bet. So uh, in this case, Mike, at the very end of the show, we're going to – or at the end of these picks, we're going to do whoever gets the most right. We give you the opportunity to kind of pick a bet between you and Kevin. And uh, we do that. Now, have you looked up the Beche Correa? Mm -hmm. Yes? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, do me a favor and look up No Country for Old Men and Javier Bardem. No, I'm not doing that. I need you to do it. I can't. I need you to do it right now. Just look it up. Can you guys? I don't want to. Yeah, okay. I can't spot like this. I don't know how to do filler yet, okay? <laughs> I don't know how to do filler. <laughs> That's fine. So, Kevin, give him some ideas of some bets that you've had to do. You've won and or lost. Oh, well, for James D. Co., we had to change my Twitter handle to just something that was an ode to him. Um, recently, I have committed to doing a blurred out naked video explaining why McDojo is better at purple belt jujitsuing than I am. There was some purple belt ego in that. I, I admit to that fault. Yeah. Uh, I had to do a hundred burpees on video that nearly hurt someone. Me. <laughs> um, that so those are up right now. Those are those are some good ones, but we'll we'll let you have some creative ideas. Pose, uh, Mikey, pictures. Did, <laughs> Mikey, did you end up looking at the photo of Javier Bardem from No Country from All or for Yeah, I'm staring at him right now. Any difference between the two of them? Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones is not impressed. <laughs> either of them, not just the hair. That's about it, right? No, yeah, not really. A lot of people they seem to mistake yeah. those two. They say that they look exactly the same. It's a very mean internet culture, but they may not be wrong. So you, what are you trying to say that you would fuck Javier Bardem at this point? What are you? What's going on here? No, but I mean, if Beche Carrera comes up to you, you better expect to be talking to one <laughs> Bardem. <laughs> she may be looking at you and be like. Flip it, friendo, and you go, oh, shit. She might not even give you a choice and just put that thing to your head and do the bullet thing it does. Yeah. Mikey, uh, do you have any ideas for a bet? Don't tell us what it is if you do, but do you have any ideas for a bet with Kevin? Uh, Torture his ass. (laughs) With wrestling. Okay, okay, okay. We'll we'll come back to it. Don't say what it is yet, but we'll we'll come back to it. All right. Uh, Kevin, you're going to lead us off on this one. It's a middleweight fight between Chow Magalesh and Brad Tavares. Uh, is Chow re- related to Vinny? Because that changes my... You know what? No, it doesn't. I'm just going to do it either way. I'm going to go with Chow Magalesh. Hellboy. Okay. Who do you got for us, Mikey? What's the other guy's name? Vinny Reyes? Brad uh, Tavares. Brad Tavares. <laughs> 
same thing. <laughs> Middle class, working man representing a lower class poverty here. Absolutely, Midwest poverty. Midwest poverty is going to be we the don't next. Need no, it, we don't need nicknames. Okay? I'm just saying, Midwest out. poverty is going to be the next NBC show. Don't worry. Is he allowed a nickname? Uh, who? Bottom, no, the bottom of the hill people at this point. Shit. Ooh. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, I do love that uh, Cal Terra and Vinny Magales basically combine their names into a middleweight contender. Because that's every time I look at this, I go, Cal Terra, Vinny Magales. Oh, no, it's one name. So there is that. Let's go to our next fight. It's Very a lightweight amazing, fight between brother. Drew Dober and Jason Gonzalez. Mikey, you got this one first. Jason Gonzalez, again, just representing for the everyday man. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey's really taking on a real Dusty Rhodes. I think sort of no, thing. dude. I think there's a theme going on here. It's in Ohio. It's in Cleveland. You know what I mean? It's okay. Okay, Kev, okay, who do you got? Is Springsteen playing this thing? He's not playing. I He's heard he might. I heard he might be. I did hear he might be. Except they kind of discriminate against gays and transsexuals. He's like, I don't know. I'm going with friend of the podcast, ab specialist, oh, wrestler, 16 and 7, Drew Dober. He is a friend of the podcast. He is one of the nicest people we know. He's a tiny pit bull with gray he hair. Is. And yeah. I chose him. I, my head thought you were going to say Baron Corbin after you said great <laughs> abs, wrestler, <laughs> Baron Corbin. What? He plays to the wrestling base. I love it. Um... Gentlemen, I think we've come to that point where we're going to do the last fight. As I uh, go through this, you will both have, I believe, eh, let's say 30 seconds to say who you think is going to win. I also want you to start thinking about who is going to get the performances of the night. They give out two performances of the night to individuals and a fight of the night. But let's get to the very first thing, which is this. Kev, you're going to lead us off with 30 seconds on the clock. Who do you think is going to take the title fight between Stipe, Miosis, and hey, now you're an Alistar Overeem. Go. <laughs> he should totally walk out to, to you know, <laughs> uh, except that band sucks. I'm yes. going to choose Stipe Miocic. There's a reason they had this in Cleveland. I won't say the name of the state. It already gets too much publicity by existing. Sure. I choose Stipe for multiple reasons. The least of which are, without the aid of steroids, he's been able to win multiple matches and stay champion. All right. Mikey, I got 30 seconds on the clock for you. You bring up a good point. They're doing it in Cleveland for a reason. Tell Cleveland to settle down. It's over. You've got your your calves. you got your championship. We're going to bring you down, down to earth. They've already ridden a car. This is setting up Overeem and my fit, new favorite homeboy, Verdum. So, yeah, they're just going to... Bring you back down to earth, Cleveland. Sorry, man. Enjoy your champ. Isn't the NBA championship more important? Like, how stoked were they when they got their first championship through him? They didn't care. To be fair, yeah. hold on. <laughs> if we're going through the NBA is, if we're going through the trajectory, uh, the Cavs didn't win until Stipe won. So he might have been the catalyst. Also, Kev, yeah. you should know this. Uh, and Mikey can uh, tell you a little bit more about it, which is <clears throat> who also won before the Cavs just right after Stipe did. Yeah. The crossover is happening, man. 
Just uh, all Cleveland all the time. There was some sort of pro wrestler that won. Yeah, what state was he from, Kevin? O- Ohio. Well, you said you said you weren't going to say it. <laughs> I don't know who it was. But if it yeah, helps, Dean Ambrose, I don't care. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Tell him a little bit, maybe in about. I'll give you ten seconds to talk about Dean Ambrose. Fill Kevin in on Dean Ambrose. Ten seconds on the clock. Go. Sorry, to everyone. He's, you know, just everyday working middle class guy supporting the lower end of the hill people. All factually true. Being himself. You know what I mean? Just on the corner doing raw promos. We're gonna bring you to Ohio. <laughs> You're champion, Kev. Uh, this is the best part. When we cut a a, a podcast right after. The Cavs won. There was a rumor that there was also a pay-per-view that night that Vince McMahon was waiting to figure out if the Cavs were going to win or that he had the foresight to know that was where the country was heading as a nation for the NBA and uh, gave the title to a guy who was from Ohio. Kevin Love. (laughs) No, that was just a plain up thing. However, in doing that, though, uh, which, by the way, lots to talk about with him. But um, I guess the important thing to know is Mikey Stallings definitely espoused all of those ideas on a podcast called Heel Section, which you can hear at RafaSparza.com. So, just saying. What do you mean? RafaSparza.com? At RafaSparza.com. Five stars there, please. So anyway, um, well, gentlemen, that's great. Let's get to what we think are going to be the f- performances of the night and the fight of the night. Kev, you're going to lead off first. These are easy. Uh, performance of the night's going to go to Mickey Gall. Okay. Performance of the night's going to go to Uriah Faber. Okay. Fight of the night is going to go to Miocic Overeem. Okay. All right, Mikey, who do you have for us? Who's winning performances of the night? Two people. And who's winning fight of the night? My new favorite homeboy, Verdum. Is winning the first performance of the night. Okay. He's, gonna, he's got too many skills, dude. It's so crazy. Like, I'm just all in on that. Second performance of the night, I think they're going to go with your idea, Raph. And mm. Living Color is going to get the second performance of the night. <laughs> they're bringing him out. They play live. You know what I mean? I think you nailed it. Like, I was really thinking about that. The <laughs> match. The- so, I'm sorry. Let me Let me just make sure. Do you think that CM Punk is going to get the performance of the night? Oh, Living Color is going to get the performance <laughs> of the night. I'm going to let you know that we use these as tiebreakers. So, yes, while comedically $50,000 oh. would be spent uh, to get. Let's put him on the board saying the Living Color gets it, Raph. Kevin, you're not the home. moderator of this. I thought that's what you wanted me to do. I, it kind of was. I mean, I got kind of what I wanted there. So the Joanna is going to get the other Joanna. One okay, and who's going to be for being fight of the night? Who is the fight of the night? <laughs> the the title fight over him. Okay, bringing Cleveland down to their knees. Oh wow! So I don't need no, the same as Snickers ad. Don't do the before and after. Okay. <laughs> so All right. Over. So I'm glad that we were able to make it through there. That was very civil between the two of you. I appreciate that, although I don't. But, Mike, I'm going to ask you this right now. And I've never influenced anybody on what they should do for Kevin. But I will present a theory. It definitely needs to be pro wrestling based. But other than that, up to you. Sky's the limit. But do you have a bet in mind for Kevin? Go. No. Yeah. No, I think you should have to. We should force him. To smoke a whole bunch of Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. 
and just give them, I mean, just the shit we had to sit through for. I don't know if it's to be bad wrestling or we should make them appreciate it, but I think you should have to go through the research. Like, you should definitely have to go down a rabbit hole. I don't know if it'll make you have an appreciation, but you're going to fucking watch it. (laughs) Okay, uh, let me throw out some ideas. Do we give him classic matches? Because he's had to watch once based on a friend on the podcast uh, making him say that he needs to watch some of it. And he did. He liked it. He had to watch the, Kevin, do you remember? Sean Roberts versus Brett Michaels. Damn it. Not Sean Roberts. off my podcast. Sean Michaels versus Brett the Hitman Hart. Ah. (sighs) <sighs> it's a lot of first names. That's not my fault. Why try to take that stance with your card over here with the everyday working man over here? And that was okay. That's not the same. Steve <laughs> Fabrizio <laughs> Verdue. You hear how so, these are unique names? It's not the all. Ream, no, the Ream over Ream. What the fuck is that? So here's what you have to understand about that, Mike, though. He had to watch the, I believe, um, the Iron Man match. However, he asked me to fast forward through parts of it. Sue. So... Fast forward in my life like that. Yeah, I know. Do we make him watch good matches, kind of like of those classic molds? Like we come up with some. Or does he have to say watch the Cruiserweight Classic? Does he have to, I don't know, watch a really bad wrestling match that is notoriously bad? I don't know. What are you thinking? No, we should make him go to a live event by himself. It's not a terrible idea. They do a comedy um, pro wrestling thing here in Denver on Sunday nights. Uh oh. That's pro wrestling based no. and done by comedians. No, you have to sit through an <laughs> episode of SmackDown, which is like pulling teeth at this level. We're so goddamn spoiled. But yeah, you have to go sit through TV. Okay, okay. Kev, what do you have in response to Mikey? We'll, we'll finesse yours a little bit, but that's about the general idea. I'm sending him five jujitsu matches. And he has to watch those? Yes. Okay. That's a Monday night whatever. Just like pure jujitsu? Just Mm -hmm. pure jujitsu. Man, like a book report should be involved or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) They have to perform a book report on this show, I think is really funny. Uh, A a 30 second video on your thoughts, a 45 second little promo. All right, Mikey, do you agree to that? Yeah, sure. Okay. Kev? Deal. All right. So here's how it works. We're going to watch the pay-per-view. And, Mikey, I know you're going to be watching these fights now, right? Absolutely. All right. Yeah, that's the weird thing about this. You got me, like, interested in this now. I kind of hate it for it. Well, you're welcome. It's the gift of the UFC, and it never quite goes away like a good STD. But you know what? Here's the important thing. We're going to regroup. We're going to invite you on the show next week to talk about the fights. We want to get your impressions as somebody who doesn't regularly watch them. Um, we want to get your ideas on how they do for showmanship, how they do for production, if you feel that they steal from the WWE. Spoiler, they do. And uh, just what you think of the fights because uh, we're always interested to hear what people who don't watch as religiously as we do do. So, Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate the first uh, this invitation to come on. I know. Seriously, you guys take it. I could tell by the, you know, Kevin's tone. I've been against. I've been filibustering this for months. <laughs> Every time he brings it up, I start talking, and I don't stop. Yep. Good. Yep. And really, then then he starts to filibuster. But hey, everybody, here's the important thing to know. 
Uh, Mikey, where can people find you? Who do you want to shout out? All that good stuff before we get you on out of here. I don't want people to find me. Okay. Oh, wait. No, that's not. Okay. My bad. Uh, <laughs> I don't really. No, we're going to set this up. You said you had, you know, I'm going to get pushed here. Mm-hmm. You know, I've paid my dues. So we're going to set up, you know, you brought up that good idea. We're going to start live tweeting this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to tell me where they can find me at. All right. Yeah, well, for the, com, heel for the time being. RafaSparza.com, heel section. Uh, it's going to have all seven of our episodes so far. Mikey and I are going to be doing some more coming up in the near future. And as you mentioned, there's going to be some live tweets going on for pro wrestling events because you guys seem to enjoy that when I do it. And uh, Mikey is definitely watching way closer to live than I do with my time-shifted watching viewing appointments. But, uh, Mikey, thank you so much for coming on, man. We appreciate you coming on our show and talking MMA for us, especially with the hint of being a pro wrestling fan. Because here's the thing. I didn't think of anybody else when I knew CM Punk was going to be on this. So, uh... I really appreciate that, man. You know, I didn't get to go through my whole rant. I've been watching Punk for, I mean, I found for since what 2001 and ring of honor and shit man it's just kind of crazy that he's doing this and it's garnering so much attention i mean kevin's even talking about it who would have thought you know what i mean that he would yeah. sound exactly like the guy if this wouldn't have happened <laughs> i can't even help it yep it's we just need happening it's we just... need to get you some speedos with the chicago flag on it <laughs> get you some um, tattoo sleeves man you know people <laughs> you know that fake lip ring hot topic all over it you know what I mean? So, Absolutely. I really appreciate that. You, that you guys, you know, gave me the time to sit here and that you would think of me like that. You know, it's not a problem. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the co-host of the other podcast, dare I say, the better looking of the co-hosts that I work with, Mike Stallings. Everybody, too sweet me. Raph, what a podcast. I mm. Shame on you for double dipping. Well, doing what? I don't understand. Dare I say I enjoyed Mike Stallings. You should. He is a good human being. And more importantly, Kevin, he took it nice on you because he could have gone full heel on you, but he didn't. And I appreciated it. I, you know, I was closed minded to it. I told you mm. that. I said, don't you ever bring him on. I don't even want to know he exists. I was really closed off about it. But I don't know if it's just my openness as a human as I approach these early 30s. But, you know, say yes to it. Do what makes you happy. There's plenty of love in your heart from multiple podcasts. Uh, and I mean that. I want, mm. you to, I want you to be happy. Mm. And people should go over to people who train for more happiness captured on photo our friend mick running a he's getting some real momentum behind it now kickstarter people who train there is at least uh let's see how many days are left to go nine days to go kickstarter people who train just go to the people who train facebook you will find it He's taken our picture before. We had mm-hmm. fun with him. We had yep. a blast. Mix uh, good people. Got one of our best photos of all time. Uh, great dog. Briggs. Yes. Briggs? Briggs? Briggs. Yeah. It's Briggs. Yeah. It's like, I feel like I'm doing that right. Yeah. Uh, love that dog. That's all I got for people who train. A little short. There's our little short commercial spot that we're looking at some. Uh, I got to work on my live reads, ref. Noted. <laughs> Sorry, Mick. 
Sorry, not sorry. No, Star Trek is shit on the black belt slash photographer. He's in New York now. He's not going to find me. He's in Denver ever. He never travels. So go check it out. Raph, that's going to do it for us tonight here on the podcast, which means it's time for some shout outs. Nope. I will start uh, Rock Creek Spine Rehab doing the Lord's work out there with me. Just big thanks to USAA for the support this week. Uh, as well, we have a lovely attendant whom I can't remember their name. Um, maybe due to the weed I've smoked, probably yes, more so than probably. the accident. But don't text and drive, kids. That's all. That's my warning, Raf. Can't wait to get back to doing some drilling and some training over at Jabara Jiu Jitsu with the crew who's back from Worlds and uh, the Masters Worlds and probably still trying to kill people. Got to get back mm-hmm. in there. Excited to do that. And, uh, Raph, I've been trying some yoga for BJJ. I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Sebastian Brioche knows what he's doing. Yeah. I think it's broche, but I keep saying brioche like the toast. I'm pretty sure he told me one way and he was like, eh, say however you want. Perfect. So, you know. Uh, yes, uh, our kudos to our good friend uh, Sebastian Broche or Brioche or Broach. Brunch. Mm-hmm. Broach. I think it's brunch. brunch. Sebastian Brunch. That's what we're going to start calling him on this show. All right, let's start with some shout-outs. I want to go ahead and shout-out our good friends at Valley Martial Arts Center. Be back. Great training happening over there. Uh, got in some good open mat action today. Um, one of my friends who trains there, uh, he had his sister coming to train with. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about this. Uh, she's, old, I think, maybe 12, 13 years old. And uh, she was just crushing her technique. She had the best spider guard I've I've experienced from – just about anybody recently, and I was like, "Damn, I gotta, I gotta really work to use my height advantage against her." Ha ha! You can't do that because I'm tall. Ha ha! Uh, but no, she was great. So I want to send a shout outs to Adam and her for great, great training over there. I also want to send a shout out to our good friends at the LA Jiu Jitsu Club. Be getting in some supplemental training with those guys as well. They are killers. Uh, just. I can't tell you how great it is. We even had our good friend Hernando come through on Thursday and he's like, Raph, are you going to shout this out on the podcast? And I was like, absolutely not. So whatever. But um, this one is hard to say because I'll say this. Our good friends over at Systems Training Center, we know a lot of those folks. Those guys are like family to us. And uh, a lot of that is due in part to our good friend Marcus Kowal. Unfortunately, uh, yesterday, I believe it was, uh, there was a report that there was somebody who um, ran over in their car. Uh, his newborn is about 15 months old. And uh, Marcus's child, his name is Liam, uh, he got taken to a hospital and he was fighting through and he unfortunately did not make it. We just got word earlier today and... I can't tell you how many people I've seen say great things about Marcus. And, uh, you know, we've always joked with him because he's always been a very, very funny person. Uh, he is one of our most uh, frequent guests. If you guys have listened to the show, you know, he's somebody that we we always joke around with. He's always in good spirits, a very positive person, maybe one of the most beloved people in the SoCal MMA jiu-jitsu circuit. And he's worldwide, you know, he's very big in Sweden. He does a lot of great events. He, I'll put this to you guys. Anytime I've ever wanted to go train, Marcus has unquestionably just said, just come. 
And if I've ever had people with me, he's never said, hey, these people have to pay. He's never said any, you know, like, oh, don't bring them here. There's fight politics. He just says bring them because he's a fighter's fighter. And he figures good training is good training. So that's always been kind of the character of one Marcus Kowal. And it's rough when you see your friends have to go through this. But if there is a positive, I can say that there's been a lot of good outpouring from all of his friends, all the people at Systems Training Center. They look like they're just gutted right now. So to them, we send our thoughts, our our hopes, our our prayers, everything like that, because they're such good people. And I know that they're going to be there for him, and we are too. But to him and Michelle, um, it's unfathomable that they would have to go through that and lose a son, especially to somebody who they later found out was drinking and driving, an elderly lady at about 72 years old who not only was drinking and driving, but then tried to escape the scene and thanks to some good Samaritans who basically blocked her out and saw that she was trying to escape the scene, uh, prevented her from getting away. So I guess there is a, an overwhelming sense of, you know, between our good friend Kevin, I know he's not talking too much about it, but uh, him getting in an accident and this happening with Marcus, you know, obviously take care of yourselves, but be good drivers, be attentive, because all I could think about this week is I was like, man, it would really suck if Kevin got injured or worse in that accident because I don't really want to replace him. That's too much work to find somebody to replace him on this show. You know, you got to find somebody, then you have chemistry, then you have to make sure they're terrible human beings. Out if they can record stuff or not. So yeah, it's, it's the worst. But I guess, um, again, our thoughts to them. All of us are Systems Training Center this week. And if I can give one final nod to the good folks at the California Extreme Fighting, I am so happy to hear that uh, they have recently made the announcement that they are going to give a a donation of the proceeds that they make from next week's fights out here at the Sportsman Lodge in Studio City to Marcus and his family to recoup the costs for the memorial and I believe from some of the hospital bills. So that made me feel so good. They've always had a lot of the Systems Training Center fighters on there. They've always been good to Marcus. And it is a reminder that while other people do not understand our sport at times – that those who do understand that sometimes it's bigger than just punching people in the face and that there is really a sense of community amongst us. So again, my thoughts to Marcus and his family and uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, Marcus, we love you, man. Life is not fair. A good chunk of the time that is going to do it. For us tonight here at Verbal Tap, I'm Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and rest in peace, Liam.